0: good morning everybody this is rpt cast 481 for november 10th 2018 and i'm your host Anna Marie Pivotier. hello everybody hello we are coming off of our extra life extravaganza of a week where chris died repeatedly in dark souls and we enjoyed it very much so um we did 25 hours i didn't do 25 hours i did more like 20 between the two nights pretty good though i did i was impressed i stayed up all night but we got to the end of detroit become human and i was like peace peace so
1: we also had big Thanks had, to Glenn from PS Nation. Yes, so
0: thanks PS Nation for joining us for Extra Life. Um we are actually still taking donations. Chris has hit his goal, but I mean the I'm more money to, we raise, the my more goal money was five hundred dollars.
1: My goal is five hundred dollars. I'm at one thousand four hundred and sixty five now, so a big thank you to everybody. <laughs> and a big thanks to Chase Neriola for finishing the stream by donating five dollars for every time I crash my horse into something and in rent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, he must be loaded. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, they we donated two hundred and fifty dollars, so you know. Wow,
2: no, that, it, wasn't, that, that's that was That's a lot of crashes. Yeah. Anyway.
0: No, I. How much was the horse one? The horse 45? one was just
1: forty because 40. we limited the time frame. Because okay. Otherwise, he'd have no money left. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, Chris, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? Because you've been playing Red Dead Redemption too.
1: Yeah, I've been playing that. It's been good. You should play it.
0: There's a girl you like.
1: Ah, there is a girl I like. I bet that, that'll go great. Her,
3: her... Have, you, have you killed any more horses?
1: Um, no, no, because I have a good horse now, so I'm going out of my way to protect it.
0: Yeah, except oh. when he runs it into obstacles.
1: I make sure to pat her and give her a treat afterwards.
0: Oh, get, keep her away from trains.
1: Uh, I've been horses... doing that. Yep.
0: uh... Horses like to run into trains, apparently. Yeah, they do. It's been great because he had a mission where he had to jump over stuff. And just watching him figure out the things that he could and couldn't jump over was amazing.
1: Yeah, I can't jump over anywhere near as many things as I think I can. (laughs) just like real life at some point during our stream my horse got up and sat on the butcher block in camp i don't understand why or in town did you see that i did it's like it wanted him to kill her or something murder me it's like get down and she's like no get down
0: Tig says that next time we stream Red Dead Redemption Two, we should have a bonus where
1: every time it takes a poop, yeah, every time every time it poos, you donate five dollars. We'd lose count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you you played like all of the gambling mini games.
1: Um, I'm still going through it all. I'm doing the challenges for gambling. You, um, you took
0: a bath and a girl came in. I
1: did. It was the deluxe bath. It's an extra fifty cents for that service, Anna. No, yeah. High, highfalutin society. She even
0: gave you a little kiss on the forehead she when did. she left. <laughs> she scrubbed. Does that legs. deluxe? Does that deluxe bath come with a happy ending? No.
1: Nope.
0: What that kind of rock star than, game is this? That would be more than fifty cents,
1: Kelly. Have you seen any <laughs> sex in this game yet? I haven't. <clears throat> nope. I guess if you, ha- I haven't. You wouldn't, because I've been playing it. Um, yeah, no, no sex that I can see. Which is weird, right?
2: Mhm.
1: I can pl- make plenty of hot coffee at a campfire though. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Hi Kelly Ryan. <laughs> Hello. What have you been playing this week?
3: Uh, I've been on a Castlevania kick again. Uh, I was trying to find the 25th anniversary soundtrack that came with Portrait of Ruin. Because my husband, somehow one of the tracks that he ripped from the disc got corrupted, and I thought I had that soundtrack, and apparently I didn't. So I ended up eBaying it, and was like, you know, I am really wanting to play more Castlevania. So I pulled up Aria of Sorrow on my Game Boy Advance, and ended up playing through that, and now I'm playing through Dawn of Sorrow, and I forgot how washed out early release DS games are,
1: because yeah. I mean
3: <laughs> the screen just looks like it just kind of has like a blanket of like whitewash over it. What are you it.
1: playing it on? My 3DS. That's part of it. Games look Do... more washed out on the 3DS.
3: Really? Yeah. I I never noticed that I mean, before. Part
1: of it being stretched a little. Is what I've noticed. Okay, so I think if you pop it into a DS, it'll look a little nicer and you'll like it more. If you haven't, I even
3: if I even still have a <laughs> exactly. DSi. that's the big issue.
1: <laughs> like I'm
3: I think buried I gave all... my last DS away already. I I still keep around old hardware for like Pokemon trading and stuff, but I know that my DS Lite. Uh, the hinge broke at one point, and when I tried to fit to re- replace it, I um ended up messing up the screen pretty bad. And I I have a DSI, but I have no idea where it is. But uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm playing through Dawn of Sorrow, and I also forgot that that because it's an early DS game, it has stupid touchscreen mechanics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: nothing <and that's laughs> like beating a boss and forgetting that you have to seal the boss away by drawing a rune and All grabbing right. your stuff. Like, yep. wait a minute, wait a minute, what was this rune again? Oh crap, I've got <laughs> to finish the boss again. again. Lovely. <laughs> But I'm going to see how long I get through that. I want to get through at least Portrait of Ruin and possibly Order of Ecclesia, because I haven't played played through those games again in years, and I'm really looking forward to driving my husband crazy with Jonathan, Charlotte, Jonathan, Charlotte, in that game. What? You're not familiar with that? No. In, In Portrait of Ruin, you control two characters, and when you switch between them, they say each other's names. So it's Jonathan Charlotte um, on AG, on AGDQ the speed run. Um, the switching is so fast that you just hear Joshua, 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 and it's really funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, and my my husband loves that game so much that he can tell where I'm at just by the
2: music.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So that, that's that been my portable game, and then I'm still slowly picking my way through Trails of Cold Steel. Um, I wish Matthias and Jesus would just shut up and kiss already. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of that game just saying, like, why, why don't those two guys just get a room and get it over with? <laughs> yeah
3: yeah but um i i was i was fully ready to devote my time to that and then uh i got a surprise i, think, in the mail. I just want
5: to say this could be a great segue for Harry man back mm. <laughs> i was going to work it in later but it fits here so well
2: well oh,
3: i i'm sure there is plenty of fan fiction with all of those characters in that series i just haven't had the chance to look it up yet
0: doing some woohoo
3: yes But um, I I was planning on devoting a lot of my time to Cold Steel, and then I got a surprise in the mail, and that was the Cosmic Star Heroine Collector's
5: Edition.
0: Mine comes on Tuesday, because I had the Vita version, and they shipped later.
5: Ah, okay. Is it from Um, Limited Run?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and my god, that was worth the wait, because that is a beautiful Collector's Edition. That uh, Sega CD long box just is so gorgeous that it came with. And I, I'm having a lot of fun with the game, too. I, I find it funny that this game is more Chrono Trigger than the game that Tokyo RPG Factory put out that was trying to ape Chrono Trigger.
1: Oh, you mean boring piano walk through the the Snowland? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a sci-fi RPG that has very... Um, fantasy star and Chrono Trigger and Lunar vibes and you're playing as secret agent Alyssa who finds out about this mind control conspiracy and has to like betray her agency to keep this mind control device out of the hands of this agency so you're you're going through and you're meeting up with, with the resistance and so Thus far, I'm on Chapter 7. I'm told that it's not a very long game, but I, I'm having a blast with it. I, I'm loving the uh, aesthetic and the graphics, and I've been tweeting that I keep meeting Paws. Yes! <laughs> I you real... uh, not yet. I beat ah. the crap out of you for money, but that's it. For, for, for money and for a tuft of your fur.
1: I would do I'm that Sorry,
3: you, you were worth two thousand credits.
1: My name is Paws. <laughs> I have green fur. Beat me up and get two thousand credits. Right? No? Thanks, Chris. No? All right.
3: Something like that, but yeah, not not a kitty. It's Definitely really hard not to sing kitty. when
0: your entire face opens up into a mouth. Ah, that's going to be some nightmare fuel later. Have I never shown you what Creatures um, pause is based off of? No.
3: Oh, I'll show I, you later. I can only imagine that it's some nightmare fuel.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's very Lovecraftian. I go to sleep with this every <laughs> night. So you're saying that
3: it's uh, more based off of real life than fantasy? And some
1: people would admit, yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. but yeah um, I'm I'm hoping to finish that game at some point next week I, I'm told that it's not very long and well, I'm really enjoying wait. it yeah recruit me yes I will definitely recruit you or else or or else you'll come find me and say, apparently scare me with your unhinged mouth
0: yes Joshua okay that that uh-huh. that's motivation. Joshua Carpenter. Yes. What have you been playing this week?
4: Oh, let's see. I've been uh I've gotten back into VR a little bit lately. And uh jeez, I think it was a couple weeks ago now. Um a new VR game came out that's uh Astrobot Rescue Mission.
0: Oh, people have been talking about this.
4: The the handful of people that have PSVR.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i I also follow on Twitter like the guy that's in charge of p s v r games, so I
4: yeah that, that
0: like I might get an uneven portion of v r
1: news oh, no, it sounds like the most unbiased source you can have,
0: yeah, absolutely,
5: <laughs> well, I haven't talked about it, so it must be any of the other fifteen people then
4: <laughs> the p s v r owners are a small exclusive group,
0: yes, but they're also very, very. Um, noisy and I have noticed that when bad PSVR games come out um, yeah they they're, they're not hesitant to take a giant dump on them
4: <laughs> yeah it's uh, the PSVR is kind of quickly becoming like the new PlayStation Vita <laughs> in that respect <laughs> but yeah so Astrobot is this it is a VR 3D platformer so it plays quite a bit like a a modern 3D Mario game and the difference is is that instead you know b- basically the difference is that you play as a robot character in the game that's controlling a smaller robot with with actually a uh, a joystick that basically looks like a dual shock <laughs> So, like, there are different times where you can see the mirror that, like, you can see yourself as the robot character Mm -hmm. in the game, and then you can still see the DualShock, like, hanging out in front of you. So, I mean, it's a very – it's very much like a platformer where, like, a very – Very small sort of story where – or very uh, thin sort of story. An alien comes along, destroys your ship, and scatters all your little robot friends and all the parts to the ship to all these different worlds. And then you have to go and go through the levels and find the hidden – find all the hidden robot friends and find the missing parts to rebuild your ship.
1: Oh, boy. A puzzle platformer or just a platformer? Platformer. Oh, boy. More – or nope. Straight platformer, platforming in VR that's that's sure not to make you sick,
5: yeah. That uh, doesn't sound <laughs> and with yeah. the, the dual shock on top of it,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's with dual,
4: it's been fine, like there, there is no, but it doesn't sound like it needs to be in VR. Uh, does it have to be? No, probably not. Uh, the, the, the unique trick of it very much is that you're going to be. Like because you're in VR, your your head is the camera. There's a lot of unique parts to the uh, to the environment where you kind of got to oh, look around I and see. find the hidden stuff.
0: Oh, so Chris is uh, you couldn't uh, showing time the video. That
1: any better job?
0: <laughs> yeah, so Chris is showing the stream of video, and basically this guy like tilted his head down and to the right, and underneath a thing was a coin. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: perfect timing. <laughs>
4: And then a lot of the game, a lot of the enemies not only will attack the little guy that you're uh, that you're controlling, that's actually doing the platforming, but they will also like attack you. So they will so they'll spit things at you or you'll have to like duck and avoid, uh, you know, like you'll have to avoid low hanging things so that you you uh, you, your vision doesn't get obscured. So it it does some interesting stuff with it. It's not just a platformer that couldn't be done any other way. But, I mean, it's been fun. Like, I, I've enjoyed it. To me, it's just as good as Mario Odyssey was last year. Although, you know, like, I'm not a super huge
1: platformer oh, person. Oh, I see you. So they had a TV screen showing you.
4: Yep, yep. Yeah. See, there you can see it where yeah. it does that from time to time where you can kind of see.
5: So this looks just like the, um, there's a, a a mini game collection that came out for the VR. Like, one of, like, two or three Playroom. that came out. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I remember, but I don't oh, think so. No, maybe you, know what? you might be right. Because um, it's not VR Worlds. I don't have that one. It must be Playroom. And there's something on there that looks just like this. I think.
4: Yeah, I, I remember developer. what you're talking about.
5: Like it's yeah, the same. Is... It looks like the same bots and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same visual style, I think.
5: But,
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that must have been a, a demo that they did. But yeah, it's done by Japan Studio, so it's uh, Sony exclusive. Oh, I'm watching the stream. Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, fun little platformer game. And then the other thing that I've been playing is uh, probably the one that Anna's interested in hearing about, and yes. that's the new Mercenaries Saga game. Or Well, it's not really a Mercenary. The next Mercenaries game, Mercenary Wings, The False Phoenix.
0: Yeah, so, so apparently this is going to be, like, the first of a new trilogy?
4: Maybe. <laughs> Like it certainly isn't something where, you know, I was playing it and and it's let you know. I mean, these games, I'm sure they could do a sequel and the same thing if they wanted to. the The Mercenary Saga games themselves were only pretty loosely connected.
0: Yeah, they were fairly self contained, particularly yeah. since we never got the first one on 3ds. You you played yeah. two and three, and there uh, wasn't it, any handicap in doing so.
4: No, there really wasn't.
0: I thought they just I, put I out mean,
1: a trilogy where you got to play the first one.
0: Yeah, that's on Switch. Oh, okay.
4: They did. I, I played that earlier this year. And even even so, it's just kinda like um like, oh, this character from the first game founds the country that you play in the second game, but it's, you know, hundreds of years later, so there's not any real overlap.
0: <laughs> now the it, second like, and the, the third game do tie together in that the char- the mercenary group that you play in the second game, shows up in the third game. Mm-hmm. It basically goes so up and then pieces out.
4: <laughs> pretty much. But the, yeah, they were set up so that they were pretty independent and self-contained. So Mercenary Wings is the new one, and it is very much like a... Mm, what would you say? Like Super Nintendo kind of era, GBA-style strategy RPG?
0: Yeah, it's like a classic... I don't want to say bare bones, and I don't want to say simple, because I feel like both of those have negative connotations, but it is, like, a very classic TRPG, where there's not a ton of bells and whistles, and that's okay.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I same like simple thing. sometimes. Yeah. And I think you would say the same thing for the story. Like, the story... It's not to say I don't I don't ever want to say it's bad, but it is fairly you know straightforward. You're not going to be sitting through fifteen twenty minute cutscenes. It's going to give you the enough plot to kind of move you from one battle to the next. It's fine. It's not going to blow your mind, but it's good. You know,
0: it's solid. It sounds more and like refreshing. The translations yeah. are getting better. Yes,
4: yes. I think that's probably the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway I had from Mercenary Wings is that it's like. Each of the games, especially if you play, I played all mall back to back this year, and now I'm playing this one. And like each one kind of like makes small but incremental improvements over the next. And so like this one is a little bit, it's a little bit improved over Mercenary Saga 3. Like there's a little bit more, there's much more variety in the character portraits than there were in those games. There's a little bit more class variety, there's, you know, it's like there's better variety in the music. So it, they, they keep making small improvements, but it's not huge improvements. It's still basically the same game.
0: Right. So
4: it's one of those, like, if you've played the Mercenary Saga games and you like them, you'll like Mercenary Wings.
0: <laughs> um, the one thing that I think that they definitely kind of hit the jackpot on um, was the um, the aggression system. Mm-hmm. Has that moved over to this game?
4: Yeah, it's still the same with the uh, the, oh geez, yeah, what did they what is it called exactly in there? The when uh, oh, I can't find it in my notes real quick. but yeah, the aggression system where you can the aggro where you can uh, basically manipulate the aggro on your characters, and there are some characters who even have the ability to create like dummy units that you can kind of get enemies to attack and then you know ignore your characters so you can kind of set up enemies that way like all, all the mechanics of these games are really well done from a strategy for you know for a strategy RPG and and that's kind of what you're there for both that that sort of gameplay and then the class system which is pretty for for a small 20ish hour game like it has a really good class system each character has do do 1 2 It's like six different classes that you can kind of advance through to customize your characters. And each of them kind of – each class not only uh, affects your main character's stats, but you also are able to unlock all kinds of different spells and abilities. And even once you change classes, even – you still get to retain all of those abilities and spells and things, so you you know it, there you can go through and unlock different classes, and you still get those benefits. Sweet, but yeah, like it, it's still really good.
0: <laughs> Did you finish the review for this, or that? Is that skin coming?
4: That is coming. I still I finished the game yesterday, and this game also supposedly has like. I, I guess I'm about to find out. There is a choice you make in I think it's like chapter seven where you basically um, it, it's a pretty standard bog standard story. Your your characters are in a mercenary group. You're fighting for this um, uh, kind of evilish uh, king who is trying to put down a rebellion in his own kingdom. And then after like six or seven chapters, you get to kind of decide if you want to uh, side with the king or you want to side with the rebels.
2: Are we the and, bad guys?
4: <laughs> so I sided with the rebels on the first playthrough, so now I need to go back and see what see what exactly is different if you side with the king. So I don't know how much changes. They claim quite a bit changes. We'll, we'll see. I kind of doubt they have different maps, but I'm, I'm expecting the story to at least be slightly different.
3: It's a shame that it doesn't have that Chapter 2 system like the remake of Tactics Ogre on the uh, um, PSP that lets you kind of go back to branching points like that.
4: Yeah, it doesn't uh, – that was kind of one of the disappointing things is that there is no – like like Tactics Ogre or even like uh, Fire Emblem Fates where it's just like you could go right back to the decision point. Mm-hmm. This one, as far as I can tell, anyway, I started a new game plus and it like, nope, it just seems to be carrying me through again. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to. Uh, Thankfully, I think I have a save file back at like chapter seven. So I can just kind of like jump up there and get to the decision point.
0: (laughs) I will make a note to make a save file there for myself.
4: Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll probably put a note about that in the review once I get around to writing it. Just just, you know, kind of like a thing to keep in mind. So you don't have to replay the first like seven chapters again. Um,
3: now, when you when you make your decision, do you like lose party members depending on your decision?
4: Uh, I did with the decision I made. I'm curious if you get to keep the uh, party member that you lost if you make the other decision. That That's the thing I'm really curious about.
3: Okay. I'm just remembering Radiata stories where there was a decision like that, and I was kind of railroaded into one because I had built up so many party members that losing, them, losing that many at that point would have been devastating.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I was kind of like, I, I can't remember if there was there probably was in one of the three other games where you lost a party member. But I'm not remembering it off the top of my yeah. head. But I mean, th- wh- this one, it was kind of like, oh, wow, they they took away one of your main, you know, like you're kind of like the main key character.
3: Yeah, I mean, if the, if they have plenty of them that you can kind of recover from losing one, that's great. But I remember writing out of stories that was like most of my team that I had built up that I was going to lose if I had made one decision versus another because I didn't know that decision was coming.
4: Oh, no, it's nothing like that. I mean, this one's set up for that. They're, okay. Th- it's kind of smaller scale strategy RPG. Yeah. Uh, most of the maps are you're talking like four or, or more like five or six uh, ally units. Some of the later missions get up to like 7 or 8 where it will let you, you know, you can have up to 7 or 8. And then there are also some units that can like summon a golem. So you can end up with like 9 or 10 units on a on a map. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's kind of like smaller scale. Smaller scale maps, smaller scale uh, you know, smaller scale battles. And and thankfully this time I haven't run into any bugs like I did in, what was that, 2 where it crashed? Or was it where you like used a mounted unit, and then if you tried to open a uh, a, a uh, any sort of chest, it would crash the game. Thankfully, I hadn't run into any bugs like that. And the localization continues to improve. Every, you know, it's it it continues to make small circle continues to make small improvements in that kind of that kind of area.
2: That's
3: good.
0: The more I hear you guys talk about the series, the more I want to check it out. Check it out. It's so affordable to get into it.
5: Mhm. Yeah, I'm thinking that too with the Switch now.
0: Yep. So oh. Pascal, you finished a game for review this week?
5: Yay, I'm I'm so I are haven't you, been this excited glad about to be finishing done? a game. <laughs> I haven't been this excited about finishing a game since the la- the previous game I finished, which was Metal Max, so it hasn't oh. really been that long. <laughs> oh.
0: Two was, in a row. You're starting to become the new Jooms.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, this. You know what? This time, my excitement for finishing it isn't isn't really reflective of the game's quality. It's more. It's well. It's first of all, it's the game's length. Um, but I'll mention. Well, I'll get into the second reason in uh, in in a minute. But um, yep. I've um my my entire gaming basically for the last like two weeks has been kind of modest, and not in the. Kelly Ryan modest way where I've only 100% at three and a half games you know <laughs> like um, but I've really been focusing on getting uh, Labyrinth of Refrain done because it's a, it's a bear of a game my at my estimation 100 hours um, and most of the research I did was uh, you know of, of, of how of how long the game uh, took everybody else was at least 80 hours so apparently I, I still took longer than the majority of what other people want to admit to. But even so, so I reviewed it and, and apparently Chris got smacked for it. Hmm. Mm? Why did I? Decide? Well, Anna says you did. Oh, Uh-oh. I didn't, I didn't really understand that. I wanted to.
1: Yeah. Wanted what'd to you get do?
5: Explanation.
1: What did I do? There
5: was some oh. no comment you made.
1: She. I don't know, she just walked away to get more of her
5: she, She's not here to explain, okay. It was um, because Anna was editing the review, and I don't know if you looked over her shoulder or she mentioned something to you, but all I I just heard from Anna's side that something you said, and she said, don't worry, I smacked him for you.
1: Oh, it was Maybe something she'll... about comparing to The Witch and the Hundred Knight and <sighs> stuff like that.
5: Yeah, yeah, right. So that, I wouldn't have known that comparison since I didn't play that, but I've heard it from a few other people. Josh mentioned it, too. Yeah.
4: I have scars from that game. Like that game, reading your review, it sounds like this game has way too many systems for its own good.
5: So this is why I, I made that comment when you were talking about Mercenary Wings that it sounds you know refreshing when you say simple. Simple you know is not necessarily bad, and this is why. Because Labyrinth of Refrain is just so much... Mm, unnecessary stuff going on in in the in the combat system more than anything. Um, it, it, I don't I don't understand all of it at this point. I mean the game um, it it, it conf- <laughs> so I, I think I've mentioned this before, but it it really confused me when um, when Nisa's um, I'm not sure what what his title is. Travis the, the 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 public relations manager. I think
1: can we call him Travis Touchdown? Uh,
5: not that one okay but he tried to explain it to me and just the the uh the glut of like um terminology that this game creates for all of its different systems is really overwhelming and then um so much goes into uh how effective your characters are in combat whether they're right-handed left-handed what their uh what their i guess their zodiac sign is so their right hand left-handed
1: is a classic rpg staple i don't know that
5: well okay i mean and and i can deal with a few of them but there's just so much of it then each character does uh different types of damage that uh, affects the same enemy in different ways which is like color coded like there's i don't know what they all stand for but there's purple damage yellow damage red damage gray damage and some elemental
1: damage and that's not a big deal what else you got Come on. Hit me with more,
5: overwhelm Look, me. Each one is not a big deal. you want me to hit you with more, okay? Um, so let's see. Well, I don't know. Chris, so I need to know to what hand they're
1: holding the weapon in. I need to know uh, what weapon goes well for people of certain handedness. I assume. No.
5: Yeah, maybe.
1: I don't know. How does the handedness work into it? Let's start with that.
5: Well, how, why would you want me to tell you that?
1: Because you're you the one who played it.
5: I know, but the. <laughs> so, so what I'm the the point I'm getting at is uh, the game does not explain these things. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I know they matter in some way, but I and I so, I really geez. don't care why or how they matter at all. I mean, because in the end, here here's the thing. Um, you you grind so much, and and there's a uh, there's an auto battle feature. The game knows, so *Labyrinth of Refrain* knows. That you're just going to hit on on 95 of the battles. You're just going to hit auto battle, okay. where all your characters just do their regular melee attack. You have the option of assigning commands, but there's uh, you can get up to 15 fighters in your party. Okay, because your party is split into basically three groups, and each group can have up to three fighters. So however, however many you have depends on what your choices are. Um, but you're you, you know you're not likely going to assign 15 uh, individual battle commands for just uh, you know regular trash mobs, so you're gonna hit that auto battle um button, which means all these other factors that that play into the battle system just happen behind the behind the scenes and you don't care and you're gonna and if you grind properly, which I didn't do for the first half of the game, but if you grind properly um, you're gonna be uh, way over leveled for almost everything except for some of the bosses, so I don't know there's a weird um a, there's a weird inconsistency with, with such a complicated like setup from, with everything from the terminology to the combat system, and then it it just doesn't really seem to matter a whole lot, you know:
1: So like are the characters that you can put into these covens, are they set in their stats, so you just need to recruit the right ones after reading a guide, or is it all random?
5: Yeah, it's it's completely random. Um oh. it's not you don't recruit anything. the way that um that Labyrinth chooses to like handle its characters is that they are uh they're all uh wooden puppets that have been animated by um by the witch's magic. So the witch is like she's kind of the main character. You don't she's not the player character, but she is the story's main character. And um which is the reason why the game is subtitled Coven of Dusk. You're uh basically you play the the witch's coven and she sends her coven in To the labyrinth to explore for her because humans can't enter the labyrinth only inanimate um, objects can enter so she animates uh wooden puppets and those become the you know the the 15 uh, puppet soldiers that that participate in combat and there's different classes that um, that you can select them to be, uh, different genders. And then you can, if you want to, set all these different things up, like I said, like the the left-handedness, right-handedness, what sign they have. Uh, they, each one has a what, what the game calls their nature, which is basically their disposition. There's probably, I didn't count them, there's probably 20 or 25 different um, personalities, I guess, uh, that affect, again, that affect their stats in different ways, you know, whether they're curious or brave or um shy or i don't know there's so many of them childlike you know whatever they whatever they all uh, came up with um or you can just hit hit a, a randomized button uh during each like because you you have to create each character so i just randomized them all and see what came out and in the end it doesn't really matter the magic users are going to be less powerful physically and you'll probably put them in the back row and that's that's about the extent of like what you really have to do, I feel, as long as you grind and get enough experience to power up your characters. okay, so oh boy. Um, this sounds exciting, other... Pascal <laughs> and and so I don't want it to just sound like I'm trashing the game because as a game, it isn't it's not a bad game. Um, and I, I don't have a ton of fam- uh, familiarity with first person dungeon crawlers, but uh, from from what I understand, it's not. Um, it's not even like bottom of the barrel of dungeon crawlers. I think somebody who digs that genre will probably enjoy this game because there is a lot of dungeon crawling to do. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, uh, one of my, my only really, uh, I think, valid complaints is that at certain times the game locks progression until you complete a, like a, a series of fetch quests. Um, which it'll tell you you know what, what seems like a very random list of like items you, that you have to suddenly collect um, I don't know three pieces of coal, uh, two sprouts of weeds and 10 onions and five potatoes or something like that which are like enemy drops or you pick them up by just wandering the, the labyrinth and you need those for the story to progress and that happens um, like maybe uh, maybe three or four times during the course of the game as far as I found. And one of those times was to to finish the game. So I, I, I completed everything I could. I over-leveled my, my party, and I played through 100 hours and got to the final boss. And the final boss um, – oh, and I should also mention that I had um, – that I was playing on easy difficulty at this point. Uh, because at, at, at about the 80-hour mark, I just said, screw it. I just want to get to the end. So I changed it to easy you know, thinking I would probably just kind of fly through whatever was left and see the story, right? I'm betting you well, didn't. <laughs> and Well, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did until I got to the final boss. So with an overpowered party on easy difficulty, the boss wiped me out over and over and over again. I mean, I didn't even get close to killing it. And um, after doing that for for hours, I think over the course of like two days, I, I probably had did like 10 attempts and not even a single one did I get close to finishing. Um, so I looked it up. So it turns out there's one spell in the game specifically made for use against the final boss for no other. Uh, there's no other point when you would even need this spell. It the, Like the description of the spell says you use against this creature, you use against this enemy, right? Um, and the only way to get it is to complete, um, I, th- I think, almost every other side quest, which are all like fetch quests, like kind of like what I described a minute ago. Get get ten potatoes, get two swords, you know, whatever they all are. Um, and that'll net you, in the end, this one spell. And it like it really seems like it's required to have this spell. So you have to go. So I had to spend another... I don't know, maybe four or five hours at that point, just going back and and uh, and doing these like mundane um, pickup quests that you know at some point I abandoned because there just wasn't anything coming from it. Um, just so that I could finish the game, I thought that was uh, not nice. That doesn't seem that great. No, <laughs> I thought that was cheap, and there was a little. Yeah. Bit, hey, a uh, nice tip for people that. picking up the
1: game: do the side quests. Yeah. <laughs>
5: And, well, and, and the I, optional
0: side quests are in fact not, not optional. optional. <laughs> yeah.
5: So, so the game thinks it's being clever by it does give you a hint on this, right? If you if you try the boss without um without having the the spell, and you die, um I can't remember if it's the first time or the second time that you die, and you go back to fight him again. There's a little a little text box that says uh, something like. Um, it gives you a hint. Hey, remember that one line where it said something about a blue stone? So the game thinks it's being really clever by reminding you, "Hey, there was something important about a blue stone that you need." And you're kind of like, "What blue? Like what? Is, what's, what's a blue stone? I, you know, no, I have no idea what that means." So you have to basically you have to go online and find out what that means. <laughs> if and
1: you had done all the side quests, it would have been mentioned, right? Uh,
5: well, so if I had done the side quests, I would have had a then I would have had a spell that I had no clue what it was used for because uh, if I would had the spell first, I would have read the description and said, I don't know what that's referring to at all. Um, But yeah, okay, so you're right. If I had done, so you can't, I mean, I feel like the game assumes that you have done all the side quests up to, up to that point. Yeah. Every one of them. And there's dozens. Well, they figure
1: the rest of the game is so boring. Of course you do the side quests.
3: Sounds oh. like as if somehow you're supposed to know about Knights of the Round before you go fight Sephiroth. Mm, oh,
5: it, it's, oh it's you like don't that. need Knights of the Round to beat Sephiroth. Except it's not necessary, right? Yeah. <sighs> so, okay. So, now, apart from that... It, if, if you love dungeon crawling, then that's just another excuse to do more of it, I guess. So, again, I think for the right person, this this will be a lot more enjoyable than it was for me. There you go, Anna.
3: Because so, yeah, it sounds like my kind of game. <laughs> Cause it I, does sound I, like my kind
2: of game.
5: And I really think it is going to be, um, you know, many people's kind of game. Um, and, and I thought it was okay. There were times when I did like it. When it when I was going through it, when the story was, was, was un, unfolding, it was enjoyable. You know, there, there were only parts of it where it really... Made me question its its value, and um, it did, does have a, a really fun art style, um, especially considering that it uh, back in in 2016 it uh, it started as just a Vita game. I think it looks good. Like the dungeons don't blow me away, but the like the character designs, the enemy designs. Are we getting
1: are... this on Vita?
0: Labyrinth of refrain? Okay.
5: Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um... The enemy designs, It was like, Vita or in Japan.
0: Vision.
5: Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, like I've already mentioned it anyway. And what else is there to say? It has really strong voice work. There are a lot of things worth praising in it. Um, Just not the but, game. <laughs> <laughs> the Sounds game like might it. not be the number one thing. Let's put it that All way. All right, fair enough. So, but my real reason for just being so happy that it's over is because it was the one thing that was keeping me from um, putting, from starting Octopath Traveler on the ah, Switch.
2: Ah, that's there a game was no people way I say was they be actually like. Do, uh,
5: yeah, and so I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to use my Switch, you know, to play two big games, especially with this one being a review game and already so long and overdue. Um, I knew, let's you know, i got to finish it first and now it's finally Octopath time. So I hope my... you
3: like grinding.
5: <laughs> I, think well, I think you just uh, had to do that. So after this, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I don't mind grinding. The grinding was not the part of uh, of labyrinth that that I disliked the most. I don't mind it if it's. Well, I guess it's like what we said earlier. You know, if it's it, it can be done in a way that's refreshing. It doesn't always have to be a pain. Well, I but I only found.
3: I was... See. I haven't really found the grinding to be that refreshing an Octopath Traveler, to be honest with you. That's yeah. why I kind of set it aside.
4: Yeah, Maybe I kind of uh, wrote a whole thing about how Octopath I and I didn't get <laughs> Both
5: along. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my experience but will be better. You, I don't, I Pascal so is going to
1: be so set up of, you know, he's just dealt with this garbage that anything's going to feel better. So. <laughs> He's gonna I, love Octopath.
0: Milk. I asked for Octopath for Christmas and I told Chris if no one buys it for me, he has to buy it for um,
1: me. Um this is the first time hearing about that, actually.
0: I I oh. I told you this when I sent out all of the Christmas lists.
1: No. You think you told me that though. Chris. I really want Octopath. You told me to get you a tattoo for Christmas.
0: I've told you to get me like sixteen things for Christmas. <laughs> All of them are really expensive, so I don't actually expect them. Octopath, hey. I expect.
5: Chris, you are the one that did buy it. You're the one that bought it for me.
1: I did? I bought Octopath?
5: I, I, I yeah, it.
0: it was Employee of the Month game. You
1: guys. Okay, cool. <laughs> your gift to me. For,
0: for those, Good work. Yeah, for those who are to unaware, um, all of our staff members are volunteers, so no one gets paid to work for our Gamer. But one of the things that we do is every month we pick someone who's done a good quality work and they get a free game from
5: us. And I got Octopath.
0: Josh got a plastic tank.
5: Mm, Yes, I did. Yeah, you did.
4: It it worked out. I actually reviewed the game before I got it. So that's what I ended up
5: with. (laughs) Was it for Metal Max?
4: No, for uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Four.
5: Oh, oh you played two tank games. That's right.
4: That's right. <laughs> I played all the RPG tank games this year.
0: <laughs> I think the only one who hasn't gone is me, isn't it?
1: Yep.
4: Yep.
0: So, um, right before the extra live stream last week, I beat Super Mario Odyssey and rolled credits.
1: Wait, wait, Anna, before you go, I have to harass Kelly about something. Okay. Yes. Did you finish Sonic Mania Plus yet?
3: no i didn't uh are you talking about the encore mode Uh,
1: whatever the new stuff is in that game
3: no i did not
1: finish the encore all right i just wanted to shame you all right you can go why i don't know this is out of nowhere come on (laughs) your your phone dings the coin noise every time we have a show so i'm like how where is she at her sonic love
3: no, I haven't finished the Encore mode yet, nor have I finished the game with Mighty or Ray. Yeah, come on. Because cause I've got Castlevanias I need to play, even though I've already finished them.
1: Castlevania Mania. Yeah. But, right.
3: By the way, that that tangentially related, that anime on Netflix is really freaking good.
1: Apparently it's too bloody
5: for Anna.
3: Oh, it's very bloody. Oh, it's and so it's got, bloody.
1: It's full of, it's, say, Bloody
5: Tears. <laughs> and it's very, like, what, sacrilegious? <laughs> yeah.
3: Know. Now, w- what's interesting is that that song actually plays during a fight scene.
1: Oh, what a shock. I'm yeah. I'm so surprised. Well, I, I was
3: surprised because, you know, when it comes to video game-related animes, you don't really hear stuff from the original soundtracks.
1: That just means that, that, that anime is like one, a. knew what a, they were doing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that anime is like a Castlevania
0: fan's dream
1: it is so good so anyway. Anna's been playing the Mario game that's a Mario fan's dream Yeah. well you finished it though didn't you I
0: did I finished it right before the last podcast with I can't remember 230 to 250 moons
1: Um, something weak. like that isn't there like a thousand moons in that yeah, game there's what 999? are you doing
0: Anna? so I continued playing it during Extra Life and I got up to 340 moons and then I was like I am done all of the moons I am capable of getting at the moment so it's time to move on. You've
1: got like a third of the moons. Yep.
0: There no, are some Mario fine. games that I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this game. I've gotten all the satisfaction I will out of it. And I hey, I'm just proud Bowser. of you.
1: You did like the more the interesting kingdoms that open up after the credits. I you did. You did what you wanted to. You're done with that game. I think you are to be applauded. Thank you. You played post-credits. For- You're good.
3: I forgot. Doesn't the Mario 64 kingdom open up after the credits? I- yep.
1: Bungie spoilers.
3: Yep. So...
5: Did you do any of the, like, like super challenge moons?
0: Um, Does
1: Anna strike you as the um, type for that?
0: Well, I tried a couple of them. Did you do it? Um, yeah, yeah. No. Me
1: too, uh, I tried.
0: I tried. Yeah, because there's, there's one moon that you unlock post-game, providing that you have enough moons, that is a uh, boss gauntlet. And I'm not good enough to do that.
5: Uh, no, I did that. There's even, like, mo- that's, like, yeah, yeah. That is so extra challenge, but there, there's even super yes. challenge beyond that. So
0: there's another one beyond that that I didn't have enough moons to unlock. You need 500 moons to unlock that.
5: There's I, a whole kingdom full of those, actually. So um, okay. um,
0: Yeah, you need you need 500 moons to unlock the final level, and I was like, oh, well, I'm yeah. not getting to 500
5: moons. Yeah, I think I tried it and I, oh, oh, too much.
0: So then I decided. Well, I need a short ish game to play during Extra Life and I want something that isn't super active intensive so uh, Chris got Night in the Woods yeah. the other day for the Switch and he told me that he wanted me to play it
1: I thought that you might enjoy it based on how I'd t- heard people talk about the game. Very narrative focused adventure game yeah. with Curl coming back to hometown and dealing with life post college and stuff and it sounds like you didn't like it.
0: No, I really didn't. It was just okay.
1: Did, did you like Greg?
0: Greg is awesome. All
1: right, good. That's all I needed to hear. Greg is
0: a perfect best friend, although I spent all my time with um somebody else.
1: Well, so that's what you needed to fix. You when, need to go back and spend more time with Greg. When you play it, yeah. you
0: should hang out with
1: Greg all the time. Should I? <laughs> that's what I hear most people do.
3: <laughs> I've had numerous people tell me I should play this because of the cat main character, and apparently she is me.
0: Mm. Um, I don't know It's just It wasn't bad it was You get just, to play rock band at okay. some point Yeah, repeatedly <laughs> Yeah, you're in a band And you play bass So it's like Jamming on the XYBA keys So Although that one has it Colored mm-hmm. In a way that Oh, those must be like That must be playing on the Xbox or something
1: Oh, you think? Oh, yeah, B, A. Yeah, that's why.
0: Yeah. So the keys are not colored on the Switch. I
1: love the way this game is animated.
0: <laughs> it is animated really well. The funny thing is, is when you mess up the notes, all of your other band members, their portraits change. Oh, okay. And they're, they're like, really grossed out. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, I mean, the animation is cool. The story's fine. I just...
1: I hear like I the main its... plot line of like the mystery and all that stuff is like very disappointing. So anticlimactic it... yeah. and how it ends. It's yeah. like,
0: here's the big bad guy. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep.
1: But I, I also heard that's kind of not the point of the game. But it maybe isn't.
0: It, it's more about it's the more about talking to your
1: mom and stuff.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. And so I actually didn't do everything that the game um, that I could have done. And I know because there's a book um, that you're keeping, a notebook that you're keeping where you doodle stuff. Um, And there were pages that were blank.
5: This is kind of like a life of strange.
0: Sort of. Yeah. I mean, really, it's about the developing or redeveloping relationships with the people that you left behind when you went to college. Like, there's a girl that you were really good friends with when you were younger, but you kind of drifted apart in high school, and you were more friends with Greg than her, and her mom dies. And, like, the first half of the game is you constantly forgetting that her mom is dead. Because you're a dick.
5: (laughs) It's like, it's a game about depression? No. I feel like I heard something.
0: No, not really. I mean... May has clearly gone through some stuff. That's your character. Yeah, that's the character that you play. But I would not say that the game is about depression per se. It
3: it sounds more like a slice of life game with like a little bit of...
0: Thank you. That's a really good way of describing it. Like
3: um, Gone Home was kind of a slice of life game with a little bit of a mystery tied in.
0: Yep. And, I mean, you do need to make choices about what you do. So, like, every morning you can talk to your mom, every night you can talk to your dad, but you don't have to. Um, You know, you choose to hang out um, with a couple different people depending on the day. Um, And it's entirely optional which one of them you want to hang out with. I didn't even find out that there was a new pastor in town until like the second last day of the story and that's actually something that happens on the first day
1: you didn't explore enough
0: I didn't know I could walk past the church Right? yeah it was just I missed a small detail like that so there was a portion of the story that I just never saw because of that um yeah it's it's just it's okay buy it on sale Okay, and then I was like, "Okay, I just played a very slow, very dull game. I need some action in my life." So I decided to bust out Ease Origin. Yay! Yay! Um, and so I was kind of torn when I first started playing this because um, the problem with Ease Origin is normal enemies versus bosses. There's like this insanely wide gulf more so than any other ease origin ease game that I have played. Like I remember that happening.
1: So, you would say that this game isn't very easy. No. Okay. Got it.
0: Um I remember that happening in Ark of Napishtim as well. And I think this game was developed around the same time of that, so I think it was just this may have been a ha- hallmark during mid-aughts ease games.
1: Why is no ease game used like easy mode spelled easy? Because, YS it's, dash y. Because,
0: because it's a lame pun thank you it's
1: the best pun this is
0: what i have been telling him for days
1: thank wow, you kelly for like backing me easy up pun to make i don't know
3: but um yeah i i definitely got an arc of depish five vibe from this one and i couldn't tell if it was using that engine or the uh engine but it's it's kind of hard to go back to after you've done the Salsetta slash seven slash eight engine. Oh,
0: for real! It took me so it took me a little bit of time to adapt, and so um, which was fine. I'm just I'm not used to not having party members anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why it's hard to go so back to these games are hard. So yeah, um, so E's origin takes place before. All of the other ease games and ties in directly into ease two, and indirectly into try, ties directly into ease two, di, ties directly into Oath and Ghana and so indirectly into some. Would of the you other explain?
1: Games. Would you say it explains all the whys behind the other games?
2: Hey, <sighs> <I'm paying> Anna.
3: <laughs> I I live with this every day myself.
2: Did you
0: just break your
1: microphone? Yeah, a little bit. It's fine now.
0: <laughs> All right. I threw something at him. Yep. <laughs> All right. So um, you can play as one of three characters, although you need to unlock the third one. So you can play as Unica, who is a knight in training, or you can play as, um, crap, what's his first name? Tova? Tova Fact? Someone help me here.
1: Nobody knows, Anna.
0: I was hoping Kelly would. Hugo. Hugo fact.
1: Yes. Hugo. Thank you.
0: Um, Hugo Strange. Yeah. Hugo fact. um, Tovo fact is his brother. Um,
1: is he a big factor in this game?
0: Yes. Wah, 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 wah. Um, and so Unica is a pure physical melee fighter. In fact, she has no magic to her name. Which is like a big deal in the plot. Everybody has magic except Unica, um, and it it ties into the story in a big way. Um, Hugo, on the other hand, is a pure magic user. He has what are called the eyes of fact, which is a ma- which is which are like two magic orbs that just sort of hang out around him.
1: Are they used for detecting fake news on Facebook? No. That'd be they, awesome.
0: They shoot laser beams. Oh,
1: okay. Same thing. <laughs> so,
0: yep. So they play completely differently.
3: I only played as the girl when I played through this.
0: So I started as Unica because I thought I would like her story more because Hugo s- struck me as a bit of a dork, and he is really a big snot. Um... He's mean. He's, there's a girl who has a crush on him. And every time she talks to him, he yells at her. He's just a jerk. Yeah. So. um, In the game. What has happened is, is the land got corrupted. And so the two goddesses. Um, Stuffed everybody they liked into the Solomon Shrine and pieced out, raised up the Solomon Shrine into the air. And it stays in the air from the power of the Black Pearl. Um, Except now it has been two generations since the Solomon Shrine has been raised into the air. And uh, the goddesses disappear and they take the Black Pearl with them. And so everybody's like, oh noes. And so, six knights and six sorcerers are sent down back down to the planet to figure out what the heck the goddesses are doing.
3: And it, it sounds like, from the names of some of the characters, that uh, like the facts kind of turn into dark fact later on in these games, and yeah.
0: so. Um, sort of a lot of the concepts um, that are introduced technically for the first time because it's the first game in the series um, go on to become things or stuff to talk about in later games. So, for example, in Memories of set So, in E's origin, humans that were left on the surface um, end up basically all joining together into a tribe called the Darklings. And they start wielding demonic energy and demonic power. They basically take demons inside of them. Darklings play a major role in Oath of Felghana, where you find a Darkling tribe that's like, yo, remember back then when we were screwing with demons? We really screwed up when we do, when we did that, and we don't do it anymore. Also, the bad guy in Ease Origin um is the bad guy in Ease One or Two, I forget.
3: I think E's one the dark fact was the main was the main bad guy, and I can't remember who it was in the second one. Okay. It should be fresh in my mind because I played through all of them last year in preparation for eight and it kind of left my head.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, the girl is basically, um, she loves the goddesses and she has spent all this time with them. Um, and Hugo, the, the the mage, hates the goddesses, doesn't spend any time with them, is super disrespectful every time he meets them. So it's the stories. The dungeons are the same no matter what of the two main characters you play. Um, But the treasures that they get and the story that they do changes between them. And while the six demon bosses are the same between the two stories, the sub-bosses that you beat are all different. And that ties into the story as well. So, for example, when you're playing as Unica, you meet Epona... Like once, she's a darkling. I thought she maybe was maybe twice. Force. Yeah, I know. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but in Hugo's story, she is constantly around. So super different. She she shows up very briefly in Unica's story, but is a major game player in Hugo's story. And so I played through all of Unica's story, and I finished it either Wednesday night or really early Thursday morning. And then I was like, oh, I have a dilemma because Mercenary Wings comes out Thursday or it came out on Thursday. And then I have Moonlighter showing up on Friday, which it did. And that's two Switch games that I want to play. But if I stop playing after Unica's story, I will probably never go back to this game and replay Hugo and the third character story, who I haven't unlocked yet. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I talked to a couple people and they were like, yeah, keep playing. So I decided to keep playing. So now I'm halfway up the tower with Hugo and uh, I will probably finish his story today. Now that I know I have to grind to certain levels to take on bosses, I feel like I'm streamlining my gameplay so much better.
4: Are you enjoying Hugo more? The gameplay, anyway.
0: Um, he's really different. I don't yeah. think I'm enjoying him any less than I enjoyed any more or less than I enjoyed Unica. I'm. I enjoy them both for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, and particularly in some of the later bosses, um, some of the strategies are run away. <laughs> and just fire off your your fire magic because it's ranged. And so I can see some of that stuff being a little bit easier on Hugo. Mind you, there were some bosses um, like the the guy in the fire pit that I found because I could get in his face with Unica, that was much, much easier. So that was a much more challenging boss on Hugo. I had to grind um, levels up. To uh to finish his. So that's what I've been playing this week. Did we miss anybody?
1: Well, I think that's, that's everyone. I'm All missing right. the news. Give me some news, Anna
0: Okay. So we had extra life last week. Extra life. So we are still taking donations. Fourteen hundred dollars so far, thank you. So you know, that's just
1: me and I other people got donations too. So yep.
0: Woo. So please feel free to donate to any of our team. I believe you have until the end of the year to donate.
1: Any of our folks. The team, I'm on the PS Nation team. So,
0: Sorry, our yeah. our gang of staffers.
1: How do they find that now? Because the story's down.
0: Um, I, isn't it still at the top of the site?
1: No. No. Oh. Well, whatever. Thank you. And if uh, you can't find a way to donate, save it for next year. <laughs>
0: I bet you can just search for extra life on the site and find yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you probably can. Our search works now. It's yes. funny. Yeah. So, yep, I know. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's the first thing. <laughs> just
0: rpgamer.com and click on the magnifying glass, type in extra life, and you will find it. Sounds like you need that as a button. Yeah. Well, it's kind of done now, so.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so we covered this really briefly um, last week as part of the BlizzCon announcements, um, but if you have the Battle.net Um, client, and you had a Battle.net account prior to October 31st, 2018, you can log in and you will just have Destiny 2 sitting as a gift in your Battle.net. Ooh,
1: I better do that. I think I already did this, actually.
0: Now, if you didn't have a Battle.net account prior to now, and you're like, oh, that sucks. I want Destiny 2. um, No problem. If you create your account prior to November 18th, and enable um, bl- the Blizzard SMS protection, you can still get Destiny 2.
1: SMS protection, not Authenticator?
0: That's what that is. Oh. It's the phone Authenticator.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Yep. Um,
1: and Forsaken, the Destiny 2 expansion, is on sale.
0: Yeah, so Gambit... Also, um, Gambit mode is free... This weekend from uh, the 9th to 11th. So, do you care about
1: Destiny on our site? Mm, Or Destiny 2? Little? Wheels.
0: It's RPG adjacent. Like,
1: uh, I think uh, Activision was just saying they're disappointed with Destiny 2's performance and stuff. I don't know. And Bungie... No, I mean, they are. Okay. Um, And then Bungie is um, saying, hey, we're making Destiny 2 for Destiny 2 lovers. It's like, okay. So, you're either disappointed or you're not, but apparently the publisher wants more money. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, Didn't it sell like 7 million copies or something? Yeah. Probably disappointed with the expansion's performance is what I'm guessing.
3: Well, I thought I heard that like a lot of the expansions were like really in the DLCs were really messing with the level scaling and stuff.
1: Sounds like wow. Yeah, I mean I,
3: I don't know I don't play and I can't play that game Because I get motion sickness But that's what I heard that people were like, really angry With like the level caps And all sorts of little stuff Anna
1: what? Have you played the new characters In Heroes of the Storm or Overwatch?
0: So it turns out that she's not available yet She won't oh, be available till next year lame. Which is why I didn't end up buying lame. the uh, The season ticket or There's the BlizzCon a... ticket.
1: Oh. Yeah. You don't want to watch uh, the people own the Diablo 3 devs? No. <laughs> or And act like complete jerks towards them? Because, no. you know, they I, dare to make a game. I don't get enough of that game. in my day job? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, really, Chris. How
1: dare you not make a game exactly for me? they are making making another game game
0: exactly for you but that's not not the one you talked about so therefore you're not even taking resources away from the development diablo 4 because it's being made by netty which
1: is my problem with the game i want the phone (laughs) game to be made by blizzard that's what i want (laughs) like why are you giving diablo to someone else make it by blizzard let's do it let's do it for real I imagine
3: it's because Diablo 4 is taking longer than anticipated so they want Uh, to inject something into the ecosystem that's going to keep Diablo on people's minds. I
1: think people have been asking for Diablo on phones for forever and it totally makes sense to make one. I don't know why they had to hand it off to another company. That's what concerns me more than anything else.
0: Because it's a company that's really good at making phone games?
1: Yeah, so is Blizzard. See, Hearthstone.
0: That's not a phone game. It's a... What are you talking about? I played on my phone. (laughs) Yes, but it
1: is not a phone game. Oh, yeah. And because phone games are so great, we couldn't use some new perspective from people good at making games that are super polished.
0: Look, I'm not the one that made the decision.
1: I know. (laughs) I
0: mean, mean, do you give Nintendo crap for outsourcing their phone games?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was just garbage. Draglia? Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, the drop rates in that game are astronomically bad.
1: It's just like, yeah, we contracted with a game uh, with a company that just makes free-to-play garbage and uh we had to make some fancy-looking free-to-play garbage for us. Enjoy. It's like, ooh.
3: Well, I thought all of their phone games like Fire Emblem and uh Pocket oh,
0: camp or
1: Fire outsource. <laughs> uh, which I don't play so, anymore. <laughs> FET and is really camp. well the
0: thing with Fet is that in terms of purchases and draw rates and stuff, it's really, really well balanced.
1: But either that said, I don't play it. And I um, got tired pocket of Pocket Camp, camp is... too. And a lot of people got tired of Pocket Camp. It just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather have a real I Kelly, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather have real versions of these games done by the actual teams. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no.
3: Fair enough. I, I mean, I understand. I'd rather they sides. be on
1: Switch, but, you know, I, whatever.
3: I understand why they would want to outsource, because they don't want to take resources from
1: their actual dev teams. But... Start up a new dev team for it. I don't know.
0: I, I just, Is that I more or less it. expensive than
1: outsourcing? Probably more expensive than outsourcing, I assume.
0: Okay. Just... All right, Um, Circle Entertainment, who um, publishes the Mercenaries um, games, have announced that they're going to publish a new game. It is called Alchemic Cutie. So this is a... This is like a Pokemon-esque game.
4: Yeah, what exactly is this game? It's kind of weird looking.
0: Yeah, it's still early in development, it looks like. So it's... it's kind of hard to say what it is. I see a person walking <clears throat> around
1: like it's a Harvest Moon game or a Zelda game yeah, it, or what. It
0: gave me Stardew Valley vibes. That's what it
4: looks like. Yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking. Like you, you find these uh, jellies and then you raise them and then you can put so them
1: into competitions. It's Slime Rancher? Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, know what's going on. I'm seeing, yeah, Harvest Moon and Zelda vibes combined here. And I don't know because I like the the animation seems very Zelda-like to me. And the mm-hmm. farming slimes is very slime. Rancher, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you They have the slimes. I don't know what's going the on. The slimes
0: are swimming.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much is it? When's it out?
0: So it's coming out in 2019 for PC, Mac, Linux, Switch, and possibly other systems. Kay. It looks like, unlike Slime Rancher, you can actually
3: do things with your slimes yeah. in this one.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, so if you have been wanting to play Path of Exile, but you are a PlayStation fanboy, I have good news for you. Yay! Yay! Um, Grinding Gears Games has announced that, um, Path of Exile is coming to PlayStation 4 in December 2018.
1: Is it just me? Or when I think Path of Exile, I feel like I need to be on my PC with a pair of headphones and trance music playing.
0: Because it's a free-to-play Diablo-esque action RPG?
1: Yeah. And it's like, so playing it on console seems weird to me.
0: Um, I may so, check this out. Um, uh, it is it
1: is the epitome of, like, what if they kept iterating on Diablo 2? Yeah. That, that's what this game is. Oh, my God, the skill tree. <laughs> it, it is imposing. <laughs> you want to talk about too many things to manage, Pascal? Holy crap. <laughs> it
3: looks
5: so much I, fun, I don't, though. I don't want to talk about that again. Yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, if you already have the game on either PC or Xbox One, you will be getting the new 3.5 expansion beginning December 7th, which is probably before the PlayStation 4 release. Um, so, we are getting a new uh, dungeon RPG, which huh? is called Konosuba, God's Blessings on This World. Okay,
1: this must be in Japan only. Yes. All right. So, so far, oh, it's based off a light novel and anime series. Yeah, definitely. So Yay! Japan. <laughs>
0: Konosuba is an anime series. All right.
1: So is this is this one of those fan servicey RPGs where you get to see people's underwear mm, in the dungeon? Well,
0: I mean, the anime itself is about a boy who hangs out with a bunch of girls.
1: So yes.
0: No. It's a I harem mean, game. It's a harem game, <laughs> but they're not like slutty or anything. Okay,
1: so it's not like those other ones. Alright. Yeah. And it's so it's, and it's not being made by experience?
0: No, it's being made by Katakawa.
1: It is? Uh, no. No yeah. it's not. Copyright
0: no. twenty seventeen, Katakawa and Enneagram What?
1: Energram. That's who's making it. Okay. Katakawa's probably publishing it.
0: Okay. Kadokawa
4: may own the underlying property. They do a lot of uh, light novel and manga publishing as well.
0: Gotcha. So the idea behind Konosuba, the anime, is a guy who is like a neat. And that's the
1: unemployed person in Japan. Yeah. Okay.
0: N e e t. He's, he's a shut-in. He doesn't yeah. go anywhere and do anything except read anime. Right,
1: so you're a quintessential anime fan. Yeah, so you're you're you a dweeb. Oh, do you um, get sucked into a magical world in Epic Floor Dungeons? Yes! yes. Oh, <laughs> well, Who could see that coming? <laughs> and all the girls are fawning all over you all of a sudden. Hey!
0: So yeah, he plays a lot of video games as a shut-in and reads a lot of anime and he gets sucked into one it's of his like video games. It's like the ultimate games, anime
1: power fantasy. <laughs>
0: All right. So this, I, I'm kind of excited about this announcement. A new Dragon Quest monster game has been announced. And the reason that I'm excited is because the two main characters have been, um, announced as Eric from Dragon Quest 11 and his sister Mia. Oh. And considering how successful Dragon Quest 11 has been outside of Japan, I'm kind of really crossing my fingers that this actually comes over because, outside of the Joker series, I really like Dragon Quest monsters. Yeah, Why don't you I like do, Joker? I do too. Um, bad pacing. Oh. But I mean, I had all of the Game Boy Color games. I think there was like three of them. So are uh, they saying this
1: is actually story like taking place in the in early in the Dragon days? Quest
0: Eleven universe? Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. And they just forgot how to tame monsters in Dragon Quest Eleven.
3: <laughs> I don't think you can tame monsters in Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. That's,
1: that's my point. That's my like, point. point. Yeah, you you're gonna have the stable of monsters in this monster game, and then all of a sudden you get to eleven. Oh, I don't I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, too so much I poop to clean up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, Japan exclusive. Um, Square Enix announced the Dragon Quest Monsters Terry's Wonderland is going to come to uh What is phones. that? It is the 3DS remake of the original Dragon Quest Monsters
1: game. Oh. Okay.
0: Yep. So, that's I'm sure Drang it'll Quest come here
1: moves. for 15.99. Uh no. <laughs> no? Okay. No.
0: Um if you really want to play Persona 3 and 5, um Always dancing oh. demos?
1: I don't know about that.
0: So, these are the two demos that were available at trade shows earlier this year. So, if you went to like PAX or E3 and managed to actually get in and play one of these, it's the same demos. Okay. okay. Um, and Considering they are, most people didn't. <laughs> right. So, um, they are available now on PlayStation 4 and not available on Vita. Um, also, if you're in Europe, you're going to have to wait until December to actually get the demo. Sorry.
1: Yeah, December isn't that far away.
0: Yeah, well, here's the weird thing is, in North America, the demo's out now, only for PS4. The games come out December 4th, and then the demos come out in Europe December 11th.
1: When does the games come out in Europe? December 4th. Oh. Okay. Okay. Weird. But, all right.
0: Also, there's a pre-order in North America where you can get um, exclusive swag um, two Swag. characters, two songs. All right. There's I no thought... pre-order in Europe, but if you buy the game within the first two weeks of it coming out, you'll still get them.
1: Bundle includes Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight, Persona 4 Dancing All Night, plus Goro Akechi and Shinjiro Araki character add-ons.
0: Yeah, and both Goro and Shinjiro come with a stage. So, oh. Yeah,
3: that was, the, that was the edition that I pre-ordered just because it had um, four
0: with it. Yeah, that's it's still the only way, as far as we can tell, of getting Persona 4 dancing all night on PS4. Hmm. Because there's no listing for it.
1: I'm trying to figure okay. out if I care about this game. I don't think I do. I, like hey, I pre-ordered
3: it because um, I wanted all three of them in one, in one pack. Yeah. And Anna said that
0: 4 was really good. 4 is good.
4: These two have no story mode, right? It's just uh, songs that you dance to.
0: I can't remember. Persona three dancing
1: story mode. Just gonna Google it.
0: Yep. Yeah, Persona (laughs) dancing titles have no story mode, but will feature four does character interactions. So,
1: yep. Yeah. If you want story mode, play um, the fighting games. Persona you four get dancing giant all night. text dumps.
4: That's a visual novel, occasionally interrupted by a battle Fighting
1: scenes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that. Yep. Anna, what's Reign of Reflections? Um... This is weird looking. This looks but like not an, an RPG. An, it's an
0: adventure RPG.
1: Okay. And so
0: we have a new trailer mm-hmm. that focuses on the game's first chapter, showing off conversations and event scenes, as well as the hacking minigame and some turn-based stealth strategy.
4: Yeah, it, to me, I think, a, a, what is it? It looks this like XCOM like... and Deus Ex had a baby. Yeah, and you've got these like stealth sections that are turn-based, kind of like XCOM, where you're like
1: trying to sneak around people. Right, you said Deus Ex. Do I get to read people's email? I just feel. I like don't know. I it has hacking mini games. Email or no care, no no buy. <laughs> I I
4: didn't like see email yet.
0: I vomited out a bunch <laughs> of buzzwords reading that paragraph.
4: I don't know, Chris. I don't know if there's email in it. They didn't show any. What I'm seeing so far is
1: stealthy XCOM action. It looks like you can attack people, but probably not in your best interest most of the time. And I don't know what's going to go on from there. You get to drive a flying
5: car. That's cool. Do we need to add an email score to our reviews just for Chris? I think so. Like the level of email interaction? Yes.
1: (laughs) I I would very much like that. (laughs)
0: And furthermore, we are going to stop using numbers and instead rate things out of squares.
1: Mm. Out of squares? Why squares?
0: Because it's better than circles. Why? Because I say so. I'm confused.
1: What does that have to do with email?
0: Purple square. Out of green square.
1: Okay. (laughs) My thing was a reference to me saying something. Your thing is just... You this be... is a
0: long-standing conversation that we've had amongst the staff.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about anyway. It,
0: it got to the point where even our like really regular forum members knew that the staff has discussed replacing um, the, the number scores with non-number scores and have suggested uh, alternative ranking systems.
1: Well, you know who decided to replace something? Square Enix decided to replace the rest of Final Fantasy XV's DLC with nothing.
4: <laughs> In That's the most horror. awkward stream of all
0: time. Yeah, and so this was so weird. So they had a Final Fantasy fifteen second anniversary stream, right? We're celebrating two years Woo! of Final Fantasy fifteen. By the way, Tabata's out. The rest of the DLC is canceled. And the multiplayer experience has been canceled on PC.
1: Tabata was the director. <laughs> And what do you mean it's been canceled on PC? It's free on PC.
0: No, nah, they're they're shoving what they've finished. Yeah, into... they're not doing
1: any more development on the PC. <laughs>
0: yeah. They they're just kind of shoving whatever is done of the P, of the PC comrades version into the base game and the consoles are only are are the only one getting a standalone complete client.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it'll be any better than the PC client.
0: Okay. This was just just, so weird. We're celebrating. Here's all this bad news.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're gonna share the bad news, what better time to do it than when you're start with good news first? Or
0: happy anniversary
5: celebration. Yeah,
1: it's like a continuation of the celebration of the Diablo phone game. Hey,
0: (laughs) hey yo.
5: So this this literally happens. This happens right as I was. Starting to come around on maybe giving it a second chance.
1: (laughs) They're like, oh, by the way, all that DLC we announced is gone. So were you able to already buy that other DLC?
0: Yeah. So like uh, the 2019 DLCs, Arden, um,
1: Noctis, and Arneia, and and Noctis.
0: Um, Those those four were like its own package.
1: That was already purchasable? You're sure? I don't know. Okay. So now they're just going to have Arden. The rest has been scrapped.
4: Uh, <laughs> Tabata's gone. His yep. production company is being shifted to work on large-scale, high-quality AAA titles.
1: What, wasn't this one of those? Yeah, I <laughs> isn't
0: that either. what this was? I mean, it was DLC, <laughs> but wasn't it still large-scale AAA? No,
1: I mean they made fifteen, right? <laughs> no, yeah.
0: they L- Luminous got. I thought Luminous got spun off to make all the DLC.
1: Oh, I have no idea anymore. Oh, you all may right. be right. Yeah.
0: But it's like they're refocusing on large scale, high quality AAA game titles. There's a certain implication about the Final Fantasy XV DLC. I don't don't know. And it's kind of rude.
5: If only they'd had more email for you to read.
1: (laughs) That might be the reason why why he got canned. Yeah, if it was more email, you'd all be playing it.
5: The execs, you know, they've been asking for email and it just wasn't happening.
1: So there's a 15-14 15 14 crossover thing going on yeah,
0: yeah. I, and I mean the the news wasn't all crummy they did announce Arden is coming it sounds interesting and by the way there's a 1514 collaboration that starts on December 12th I think so
1: oh, yeah everything seems to be 12th. December 12th. Yeah. So Can yeah. I still do my Monster Hunter crossover in 14? No, I think
0: that's done. Oh, that sucks. I missed it. I thought
1: that I thought that, that was permanent. Oh, is it? I think it's permanent on the Monster Hunter side. I didn't know if it was permanent on the 14 side. I hope so.
0: So, I I still feel like I should play the Final Fantasy main game, but maybe I'll wait until Arden is out. You
1: should play more 14. Yeah. That's a good game.
0: Yeah. Um, so, if you. <laughs> Are a physical Vita collector. I have oh boy some good news and bad news.
1: Am I ever.
0: So, NIS announced the three Hey, of their the meat titles. jackets
1: are back on my
0: screen. Woo, meat jackets. <laughs> so, NIS America has announced that three of their Vita games from earlier this year that were digital only are going to all have physical releases. Which is The Lost Child, Penny Punching Princess, and The Longest Five Minutes. Um. so the lost child is are, was already put up for pre-order and it basically disappeared in hours and then they put up a <laughs> second batch and that disappeared in even less time so you're, you're probably not going to get the lost child on Vita at this point um, Penny Punching Princess and Logos 5 Minutes they have not opened pre-orders for either of those yet um, you should probably follow the NISA Twitter if you're sincerely interested in picking these up And we have Does reviews be- for all of them that can tell you whether or not they're worth picking up.
1: Don't care. What else you got? Yes, for me?
0: because you are, you know, betrothed to our digital future. Yep. Um, Idea Factory had uh, a press event. Woo! Um, where they announced three games that are relevant to us and one that's tangentially relevant to us. Um, so. The first announcement was Varner of the Dragon Star. But um, it's got a new name. Yes, Dragon Star Varner.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> Crafty. I think I like the original one better.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, but so here's the idea is is in Dragon Star Varner, um, you have witches and knights. And knights are tasked to hunt down and kill witches because... Um, witches consume dragon blood and then birth dr- more dragons and so witches and dragons bad knights good except you play a zephy a knight who is attempting to kill off a dragon gets mortally wounded and so a couple of witches come along and go dang this sucks have some dragon blood and so he himself is turned into a witch And this, so
5: so if this was an announcement why does it sound so familiar to me
1: because we've it was been, already announced
0: because <laughs> it we've been getting all sorts of details about this game coming out in Japan
1: yeah so. it's out in Japan already when's it coming here uh
0: 2019
1: all right what spring.
0: A, spring 2019
1: all right what was our next PS4
0: four. no 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 you 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 haven't heard the best part about this oh, okay because he's oh a my witch,
5: god I see the meat jacket yeah <laughs> It's on the I, stream. It I really have is no a meat, meat jacket.
3: I have no meat jacket on my screen. I'm sad. I
5: have no meat It's on the stream.
3: I know. No, I be, I, I've been refreshing the uh, site to see if I could get the meat jacket. If you just
1: continually I, refresh, it's, it's going to give you lower and lower dollar ads, so you probably won't get it that way.
5: It's only available Aww. in certain territories. <laughs>
0: So for those who are wondering what the heck we were talking about, during our pre show we pulled up the site and it had ugly design hoodies advertising meat jackets and hairy men.
5: How much I love it? that um UNICEF the UNICEF ad on the other side. Um which which is about what I guess what feeding starving children maybe?
1: Giving them like inoculations and stuff, yeah.
5: Mm. And then the meat jacket. But that's nowhere near as important as
1: Mm, look at this kangaroo pocket human body jacket. Mmm, so hairy. There's a the hairy
5: man.
0: <laughs> so if you <laughs> haven't joined us live at some point, you should. Look at these we stream Christmas jackets. Every oh, Saturday, Saturday at morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Oh, I need to buy Easter. one of
1: these.
0: God, please no. Please go to, back to the. No, tip I gotta story. wear
1: it during the Christmas ensemble group in, uh, at church. Oh, it's out of stock in my size.
0: Oh, here's the formal one. Mm. I'd like to wear the meat jacket and go to the zoo. Anyways, the best part about Dragon Star Varnier is because you're a witch, you have a transformation sequence and you lose clothes. Just of like course. the girls. Just like oh. the
1: girls. Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> um, the second game that they announced is Ark of Alchemist. So we know almost nothing about this game because it's not even going to be out next year in Japan. Um, But it's a Compile Heart RPG. Um, The art is sort of like this interesting collaboration because each one of the different characters is designed by a different team inside of Compile Heart. So one of them was like the Mary Skelter team, um, which I believe is also working on Death End Request. One of them was the Neptunia team, and one of them was this and that and the other thing. So um, it's sort of interesting. The It's an action RPG, follows Quinn Braveford, um, and the idea is is the world is becoming desertified.
4: Desertification?
1: Yeah. Desert. So everything's turning into fancy desserts? That no, can
0: it's beca- everything's <laughs> becoming sand. Oh. Okay. And the idea is, is Quinn wields this sand. weapon um, that can have like sand. orbs of elements popped into it. And as the story goes in legend, if you put all four elements into the weapon, you can then do something to save humanity.
1: I don't like sand.
0: Thanks, Chris. Um, the third um, announcement was a release date. So they'd already announced death End request earlier this year. Um, I got to check it out at E3, so I actually have an impression that you can read um, about Death and Request. We have a release date um, physically and digitally for PlayStation 4 um, in North America on February 19th with a European release of, of February 22nd. And the idea is is um, this is a game where you play both inside of an MMO and outside of an MMO. Um the two main characters, one of them is trapped inside of the game. They were the original programmer, and then you're a friend um who can like exit oh. and enter the game. Which one is this? You only have a one percent chance of finishing. Which game, game. is this? Death and request.
1: Oh, it is? Yes. I thought death all oh, right. Sorry. It was
0: already announced. Yeah. Now we have a release
1: date. You get to fly around on a chair apparently.
0: <laughs> That's a mount. <laughs> Um, And so the the problem is, is the game is um, infected with bugs, both figuratively and literally. So there's just um, crap on the floor anytime you do combat. And um, those are bugs um, that you can sort of pick up as you walk over them. And each of them gives you some advantage or some disadvantage. And the reason that you would want to pick them up is that um, as the corruption, as the field bug percentage goes down, you can then call upon your friend that's stuck inside of the game and they can reprogram things. Okay. It's neat. We, Alex and I actually got to see this in action because we did oh. a, a call with um, the iffy folks. And uh, it looks pretty cool.
4: I, I see girls with not much fabric on them.
0: Yeah, so um, if you get too buggy, you go into, like... Um, glitch mode. A glitch mode. And when you're glitched, you lose all your clothes. Reboot. Of
4: course.
1: Because it's...
0: <laughs>
4: it's a glitch. It's
1: Compile Heart. What do you expect? <laughs> Is this a harem game, too? No.
2: Okay.
0: Um, the last game, which isn't an RPG, but probably relevant to our audience, is they announced Date Alive Real Reincarnation for North America and Europe. So Date Alive Ooh. is a, like a 10 or 12 year old series in Japan, but I don't think we've ever seen one outside of Japan. So uh, Date Alive Real Reincarnation is PS4 and PC. Um, And sort of the nifty thing about this is, when you get the game, not only do you get Rio Reincarnation, which is the newest game, um, you also get the PS3 exclusive titles that we never got in North America, which is uh, Data Live Rin Utopia and Data Live Arusu Install. And so, Rio, Rin, and Arusu are three characters that are all available in the PS4 game. And so you can play Rin Utopia and Arusu install and get sort of more information about those particular characters before you jump into Rio Reincarnation. Visual novel, Dating Sim. The one thing that they didn't announce, and I'm so sad about it, is they didn't announce Mary Skelter too. <laughs>
1: We're not getting it. Um
0: We they just didn't announce it. No.
4: I mean, that's internally developed, so surely we're getting it right.
0: I, the reason that I get nervous is because out of these four games, only one of them is out in Japan, and Mary, yeah. and the other three are next year, and Mary Skelter 2 is out in Japan, so they I feel like they're announcing things out of order.
1: <laughs>
4: Maybe Mary Skelter really didn't sell well.
0: It did.
1: Mm. I'll tell you what didn't sell well, apparently. Strategy guides. Oh. No. Prima so, Games is shutting down.
0: Yeah, so this yeah. was sort of very awkwardly put
1: out. So... I think this explains why there's no Dragon Quest XI strategy guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I had a feeling that there wasn't going to, or that something was going on because they've done a strategy guide for practically every Dragon Quest game that's come out.
0: Yeah, so um, Penguin Random House just sort of put out a very quiet announcement that they were shutting down um, operations of premium games. And it's a staggered shutdown. So the California office um, is like gone. The, uh, the, the New York office is gone. Um, and then Indianapolis is going to be gone by March 2019. The thing that they haven't announced yet is what are they going to do with their guides? Cause They're going stop like, making them. No. For example, I have a digital guide.
1: Oh, and when I access
0: yeah. it, I have to go to primagames.com. Right. There's, there's no downloadable version.
1: <clears throat> and uh, if, in Red Dead, you can buy a Prima digital guide. So. Right.
0: Hmm. So it's like, if, what are they going to do I'm about I'm sure those someone guides? will buy it. So, if, if, and if one were. of my friends emailed them and said, hey, oh. I have a digital guide. What's going to be going on? And basically, the answer they got was, we don't know yet.
3: with any luck they'll like just make pdfs out of them and let you download download them
0: them. yeah you know their answer was basically at this time we're going to keep all e-guides available online through march and then we have no idea yeah so if you email customer support they'll be like "Mm."
3: um i i also didn't realize that they they were the ones that bought brady games
0: they did buy brady well Mm -hmm. they didn't buy brady games um, Penguin Random House used to be two separate publishers.
1: And they merged. And, and then that's they, how they
0: merged. So it was like Penguin Publishing, Random House, books, one owned Prima Games, one owned Brady Games. I see. And so when they merged, they decided to keep Prima Games as the dominant name.
1: Hey, look! There's a light of hope guide. Yep. Pokemon Let's Go. Ooh. Twenty four ninety nine pre order. What do you get Uh, in the Pokemon Go? You get a complete walkthrough of the game. You get a Kanto region Pokedex, (coughs) list of moves, blah 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 blah. Info on all new features, including Pokemon Go connectivity and using the Pokemon Pokeball Plus. Oh, a map of the region in case you didn't know what Kanto looked like. And uh, ooh, a bookmark. Pikachu Eevee bookmark
0: yeah yeah and so you flip it one way or the other and it'll either be Eevee up or Pikachu up but, um P- piggyback games is still uh Isn't that producing the guides
2: yeah,
3: yeah they're
0: in the UK they have like tiny guides and they're just not as nice
1: oh yes they are yeah
0: um I've I got one the... for Disgaea that they made and it fell apart oh See I I've, I've got the
3: hardback ones for Final like the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy and uh 15. And those were
0: really nice guides. Okay, maybe in their earlier days when they made guides they just didn't bind them well. Yeah. They don't
1: do that many guides though it looks like. They
0: don't because here's the thing is in order to do guides like this you really need to work with the company. And not mm-hmm. every company is willing to do that because there's a fair amount of time investment that goes into it. Like I mean, I spent an entire week, like a good forty hours, editing the Light of Hope guide, mm. and like half of that, I, sp- I just spent on the the retro um, part of the guide, and the worst part is, is the guide has errors.
1: <laughs> yeah, now they're going out of business. You can bring out all the dirty laundry. <laughs>
0: It's not dirty uh, laundry, it's true. We've talked about doing a... We were talking about doing a uh, an errata for the digital guide, but that's not going to happen anymore.
3: But, but yeah, I mean, pe- people say that, like, well, why would you want a print strategy guide when there's online? The problem is that online guides are mostly based off of fans, and if you're stuck and they haven't finished a guide yet, you're pretty much... Just kind of left to people figuring out, figuring things out for yourself. And, you know, having a print guide kind of helped with that a little bit. And it's kind of sad that they're going the way of print media, basically. And I I thought our question of the week could be, what what was your favorite RPG strategy guide?
0: Yeah. Sounds like a good question. That is a good question.
3: And, and not just Primate either, I mean any of them Because my favorite is the uh, Versus Book Final Fantasy VII guide
0: The one that's kind of a collector's item now Because nobody bought that one apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I sold off all of my strategy guides When I moved from Canada to the US Some of them were worth a lot of money
3: yeah, um, the Final Fantasy X and X two one that came out when the re release came out like shot up to astronomical prices. I was actually surprised at how much how expensive that one was. I had to, ended up having to resort to my old PS two one when I played through that this summer.
1: I'm bored. What's next? 4-1-L
0: for Prima (laughs) Games. We have um, a very Valkyria Chronicles 4 interview by Josh. Oh Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh.
4: Yeah. That was fun.
0: Did you have a lot of fun with that? That's what I was about to ask. (laughs)
4: Yeah. that was kind of fun getting to ask uh, the director and producer some questions about VC4 and the series as a whole.
0: Um, The thing that I did like, and Alex points it out in the comments, too, is like, I appreciate, and it makes me way more interested in the game. I appreciate the fact that the missions are designed around completing objectives and not just shooting everything.
4: Which, I yeah, I love that answer that he gave, which I, I've heard some people, like, critique Valkyria for, you know, like, oh, it's just about getting to that objective, and it's not realistic to war, and his answer was kind of like, well, you know, like, kind of like, what are you, like, a psychopath? Those are people, you know, you shouldn't be trying to win <laughs> without, get, you know, killing as few people as possible. <laughs> there were a lot of interesting little questions, little, little stuff in there. There there was... um. Uh, also, like if you've actually finished the game, there's like an interesting little tidbit in one of his answers about the end, about like how they thought about going different ways with the ending, having it like having you able to kind of like choose different paths. So that was kind of weird and interesting. But, there, you know, there, there was some interesting tidbits in there from the director and the producer. So give it a read if you're interested. Not You don't have to worry about spoilers in there. There wasn't really anything any, anything that would spoil the story, so you can read it even if you hadn't finished VC4.
0: And we also have a Labyrinth of Rain review by Pascal. So that kind of goes Yay. into some of the stuff that we talked about today, discusses some other things that we didn't discuss, so um, feel free to check that out if you are interested in making a decision as to whether the game is for you or not. And then we got some brief news. Uh, New Kingdom Hearts trailers were released this week, including one that talks about Tangled characters. Um, We have more um, information regarding Deltarune. Spoilers. Don't read it if you haven't played the game yet. Mm. Um, Thea 2 The Shattering is entering early access. The Japanese voice acting patch has been added to Trails of Cold Steel One and Two on PC.
4: Uh, there, there's one other Falcom thing that kind of came out this week. There, um, they they released their financials, and there was some some of the uh, headlines surrounding that were kind of misleading. Where people were talking about how Falcom was going to have lots of console games coming next year. Because in the in the financials, they're they're including like the U.S. release of Trails of Cold Steel four uh, or, or Trails of Cold Steel one and two on the PS4, and their releases in Asia as like you know different Separate. console releases. Yeah. But people were you know the headlines were written like Falcom's releasing like five or six new games next year, uh, and like no, no no no
0: no, they're just releasing ports. Although I don't new know Ys game gonna... next year. Yeah, and an ease mobile game just came out.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, although I don't think that's gonna make the jump.
4: I I'm guessing it's gonna be Ease nine, but you never know. They've said it's gonna come take place after the events of Ease eight, but there are games in the Ease series that take place I think even Ease five is after Ease eight, so it's still possible it could be a, a remake. Could be. <laughs> you never know with them.
0: I mean and Five is really interesting because Five is like the only game that we haven't seen in English. Yeah. And they did interviews around the same time that um, they announced that Ease eight was coming out to North America. So before it was released, that they basically said, hey, we have all of these design documents for Ease five with stuff that never made it into the game. So if we were going to remake it, this is all the stuff that we would add to the game. So it wouldn't just be a remake. It would be a retelling.
4: Yeah, I'd I'd love it if they did that. I'm sure (laughs) they will at some point.
0: I'd be all for
3: that because the SNES... Ease five is kinda dull.
4: <laughs> but but that's the Falcom news. Sorry. Sorry for no, interrupting.
0: No, it's fine. That's good Falcom news. Um Conception Plus has a Japanese release date.
1: Yeah. Um, moving on.
0: <laughs> Book of Demons is coming out of early access in December.
1: What's Book of Demons?
0: I don't know. It is A hack and slash RPG available on PC and Mac via Steam. It is developed by a Polish company.
1: Oh, Um, weird. You you play as papercraft characters.
0: Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Season 1 has arrived for consoles. I
1: could go back to that.
0: Um, It came out on PC a while ago. We have more information on Judge Eyes.
1: Yay! What's that? It, you oh, the that's a follow up. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist. Wait, has wait, been... wait, 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 wait! Tell me about Judge Eyes. No, this is the brief. Oh. Read it yourself. You, you get
4: to date people. Okay. Big shock. <laughs>
0: um, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist has been delayed in Japan, so it was supposed to be out this month, and now it's coming out in January. Okay. Uh, January 31st, mm. I believe.
1: Um, oh, this next one's a big mystery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, yeah, big mystery. So Gus put out some new information about um, Atelier Lulua, the scion of our land, um, which is about the daughter of Verona. Mm-hmm. Um, so they announced definitively two returning characters. Or two characters. Um, one of which is Piana who was um, a shopkeeper in Atelier Totori. Um, now she's a full-fledged alchemist. Um, and she's one of the teachers of the main character in Atelier Lulua. Um, the other one that they announced was Kristoff, who is an adventurer. He's an up-and-coming young knight. Um, he hopes to um, surpass the amazing Sturk.
4: Not happening.
0: (laughs) Also, Gust gave some silhouettes and said, these are characters we're not announcing yet. Guess who they are? All right, who's this first one? Uh, Totori.
1: Okay. And who's this one? Rorona. Okay. And? Maruru. Okay. (laughs) Done.
0: (laughs) Maruru even has a little stupid crown on her head. (laughs) Oh, He's man. Like, I don't know who this is. They have a crown sticking out of their head. Woo! <laughs> Mysterio!
4: A crown in the giant frilly dress. I don't totally don't know who, don't they know know they who they is that be. is.
1: Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that alchemist?
0: <laughs> it's Totary! <laughs> Toto! Um, And if you backed Edge of Eternity when it got kickstarted like five years ago, um, the early access is going to start on December 5th. I think
1: it might only be four years ago. But yeah, they're starting early access. The game's not coming out. They're starting early access. (laughs) Uh,
0: The game, the early access is PC only, although the game itself is going to be coming to PC, PS4 and Xbox One. And uh, they have not given an amount of time that the game will be in early access. It looks pretty. I don't know when it's
1: out, though, is all. And I don't think they know either. (sighs) I'm hoping they uh, speedily go through early access.
0: All right. Our question of the week is, what November release are you looking forward to? And
1: Josh, you answered this because you weren't on the podcast.
4: It was. Yep. And I've already played it. (laughs) It's Mercenary Wings.
1: (laughs) And Terracene
4: yeah, I've got that from when I finish uh, the, the Astrobot. Bot. All right.
1: Shaman says, going to go off the board slightly for the question of the week and say SNK 40th anniversary collection on November 13th. Because Cause... Chrysalis. Yeah. That's a good collection, by the way. That looks it looks like really a good, good collection. I should add that to my Christmas list. Yep. I'll go do that now.
0: Um, Victar says, I've pre-ordered the Persona Dancing Endless Nights collection for the PS4, which has a release date of December 4th. I want to play it right away, so I'm trying to finish Dragon Quest Eleven before then, including the post-game content. I also need to play Persona Q before Persona Q2 comes out in the US, among other backlog projects. And Disa on Twitter says, it was probably Diablo 3, but now I have it, so it is Pokemon Let's Go.
1: Yeah.
5: I ordered the um, the Switch version of Golf Story from Limited Run. And from everything I know, it's supposed to be finally shipping in the next, maybe, I don't know, a week or two, or hopefully days. Oh, you'll be able so to play golf.: GALF. Me- golf: That'll be my, my November release for me.
0: Golf <laughs> is pretty interesting. I didn't spend a lot of time on it. All right. So our if you want to provide feedback to us, our email address is podcast at podcast.rpgamer.com, and it's spam-free. I promise. I even got rid of the small penis emails that I was keeping because they're funny. Um, You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Or, of course, as I mentioned earlier, you can listen to the show live every week, Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Or you can leave a comment on the show thread at www.rpgamer.com. So just a reminder of our question of the week. Um, Thank you, Kelly. Um, What was your favorite strategy guide?
1: Woo! Somebody spelled it wrong. They put a U in favorite.
0: hmm. Shut up.
1: <laughs> um, all right. All right. New releases! You want to know what's coming out this week? I do. Apparently, EverQuest 2 is getting an expansion. Chaos Descending. <laughs> all right. Trucking on. Fallout 76 apparently out this week. Uh, Yeah,
0: because the B-E-T-A has been going on for a couple weeks now.
1: That's Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee coming out this week.
0: Oh, Oh, I didn't know that was this week.
1: And Underworld Ascendant hits the PC. Is that good? Um, Not from what I played, but maybe it's going to shape up to be a lot better than it showed at PAX. Is that related to the
0: Underworld movies? No. Okay.
1: This is uh, Underworld, like... Old school Underworld Ultima. So it's an old school, old school style exploration dungeon delving RPG. Not first person, but I don't know. I didn't play the old games. They had a good pitch on Kickstarter. I backed it. I think I may regret that. <laughs> we'll see. All right.
5: Well, Chris, Chris, you and I both agreed on when uh, which. What was the name of the game that we both liked um, when we've tried out Underworld? Uh, Indivisible. Or was that a different one? No, we oh, played Bloodstained
0: at PAX. Yeah.
5: No. Bloodstained was, was the second one, but then the third one was the one that's kind of a Metroidvania. Yeah, just, that's indivisible. Just Recall. Really? Yeah. Okay, so. Oh
0: yeah. He seriously, he dragged me to it at PAX and he was like, This was Amazing <laughs> 83, you have to play oh, it. Oh
5: yeah. No release date on that yet?
0: Mm, Twenty nineteen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're still working on that. <sighs> okay. When it's ready. Oh, is Blizzard making it, or is it Netties? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Chris! All right, so I think that's a show. Woo! Thank you, everybody. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Pascal. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Thank you, Dale North, for making our awesome intro outro music. Thank you for everybody who donated to Extra Life. That made our stream amazing. Thank you, everybody, for who came to the Extra Life stream. That was we very really do helpful. Appreciate it. Yes, sincerely, we do.
1: And I'm sorry for making you watch Red Dead the entire time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps up our show this week, and we will see you next week.
1: I'm tired. I'm still catching up on sleep. I'm gonna go take a nap.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bye everybody. <sighs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Next time. Bye. Bye. Let's count down. Uh, Five, four, four, three. Hello, everybody, and welcome to (laughs) 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 Chris. I hate you.
1: Counseling time.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm going to actually do a real intro. now. Wow, that sidebar ad. <laughs>
1: you don't like the meat jacket?
0: <laughs> ugly designed hoodies. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> I like the I've meat jacket. I've never gotten that one before.
4: <laughs> oh, heck, I've got that one now. Oh, lordy. <laughs>
1: That's really ugly. <laughs> makes me hungry. <laughs>
3: I just realized I have ad block on on the side. I should probably
5: turn that off. Yeah. Fucking traitor. Oh Sorry. traitor. Come on. I have it too now. That must be a new one for meat November. Meat jackets. Oh, t- <laughs> so- Did you say meat jacket? Yeah. Yeah. I must have a different one then. What's yours? Uh, mine is the front and back of a naked man's hairy chest and back mm. <laughs> Not meat but hairy back mm. I mean really lifelike looking Bear jacket <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs>
5: I think I'd rather have meat jacket on here
1: I would rather have meat jacket that's for sure
5: what, Hairy man
0: back doesn't make you hungry I no.
5: <laughs> I think that's the title of the podcast now <laughs>
1: <laughs> what hairy man jacket doesn't make you hungry? <laughs>
5: Hair- hairy man back makes me hungry.
1: <laughs> I don't think we can use that since it's not We're in the not sure. oh, recording.
5: We're not going to top it, no matter what comes <laughs> Oh, there's no Wii U releases this week. I like
1: that you're bookending this section with your nose blowing, Anna, by the way. That's very appropriate.